a massive Pacific Northwest battle, USC going to South Bend, and so, so much more. The, Scoot the Sooners might take a bye week, but we don't on the weekend spread. Let's get this thing going. Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread. I'm Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we've got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee, and the captain himself, Bowton Blake. And guys, eventful, eventful week of college football last week. Incredible stuff. Uh, a great OU Texas. Madness around the country. And, you know... Look, I would say I'm excited to talk about that and kind of catch up, but let's be honest, you're you're all just going to jump on me for not eating the fruity pebble pickle. Like that yes. we're not going to talk about that at all. We're just going to go straight to the pickle, aren't we? Yep. Lord King Big Nuts in the comments is calling you out once again. It's been two times. You still have yet to atone and eat the fruity pebble pickle. I know Ty has been the biggest advocate pretty much reminding you every single day. Pretty much. This yeah. is true. This is I true. Need, Go go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I need to know the timeline. What was the timeline of after OU Texas? I need to know. Was there some room in for a fruity pebble no. pickle? Was it actually you were busy doing stuff, or was it exhaustion, the uh, the letdown of adrenaline that could not get you to the fruity pebble pickle stand? All right. So here here's what happened, and I I, I know shout out to our viewers, everyone listening, probably don't want to hear about the fruity. No, pebble yes, pickle. they do want to hear this. They probably do. Pro probably do. But he, essentially, this is what happens is. Once you experience an OU Texas like that, where you go through so much adrenaline, you stay in the stadium late to see all the celebration, the hat, all of that. You've been just baking in a giant iron skillet of a stadium. You just want to get some, 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 you know, cheap coupon beers and kind of relax, you know, but you know, you're excited to do things. You're excited to go take a fruity, pe pe fruity pebble pickle to the dome, but you just hit this wall of exhaustion and there's not much you can do. Your mm. legs go sore. It was, it was tough out there, folks. So there did you, not, did like you no go to the fruity pickle, pickle line? No, no. Oh, so no, you no, didn't no. even mm. make an effort. So no, the well, legs look, it was, it was like, it was halfway across the fair. It was packed. I didn't want to trudge uh, through it. it was like, if you were at the beer barn, the food court's right behind the beer barn. Oh wait, no. Okay. So it's in the food court. I, yes, I didn't even look where it is. Look I couldn't it. remember. I couldn't. No, I actually I take that back. I actually went to the food court and it was like body to body all the ah. way through. We were actually going to go get some other food that was not a fruity pebble pickle. Uh, and I, yeah, admittedly forgot where it was. I mean, I thought it, it, Bobby, right? I don't mean to cut you off, but I understand, right? You you left the game and you had to make a decision. Do I want to have the pickle or do I want to? you know, a bask in the wind. Is that correct? I mean, there's part of it, but that's like, you know, I, well, I mean, it was primarily so it was premeditated. It, it was pre mm -hmm. the crime. No, 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 no. I, I don't no, think anything about that game no, was premeditated. I thought we were losing that decision. game. I thought we were losing that game. Mm -hmm. I was going to eat the pickle and you just, you just lost all energy. I just mm -hmm. lost all energy. Frankly, mm -hmm. I, I, I apologize mm -hmm. for not Let me taking tell you the pretty Bobby. If you know, whenever you're dehydrated, like you said, and you're starting to lose energy in your muscles. You know what you need? Electrolytes. You know how much, how many electrolytes are in a pickle? So much. 
so much. That holds on to all that water in your body. And that's why people take pickle shots whenever they're like, you know, getting a little bit dehydrated. They're cramping up. I think this could have helped you. Okay, I, but I what about the sugar content, right Jameson? What about the sugar content? Hey, it'll give you a little bit of an energy boost for a little right. <laughs> yeah, right? I, energy boost. It gives you that long-term and short-term energy. I can't I, I see think, how this I didn't look, it, it's not a fruity pebble pickle, yeah. but I took a bite of a pickle today and it was it was oh, not great. Stop. I do no. I, I do think you know perhaps we should we should adjourn here because uh Bobby did mention that he made this bet sort of thinking that OU would not win, uh, which which does sound a bit fraudulent. He he may have also committed that. wire fraud here. So uh, we we probably well, need to bring new charges uh, next week if he does not pay his his pickle. Okay, mm -hmm. here's what we'll do. Because here's the thing: it would have just been a kind of crappy video released on Twitter. I will live make my own. Pod. I will make my own fruity pebble pickle. Take it to the dome live on the weekend spread. And there it week. is. You're, but you're, is. you're negotiating the, not the negotiating that has like that's already required. This I'm not, not negotiating you're, anything. You're not I'm just I'm trying to atone for my atonement. Like I, I'm it, trying to atone because I feel like I'm going to lose every single bet this week because I did not do the pickle. Karma's exactly going to come right. for me. I know it's waiting around the corner. Bobby, the one stipulation you have to do because I know you'll try to get some like little slim little like some slim gym pickle. You got to go <laughs> to the gas station and get the big Papa pickle <laughs> in a bag. It's a one. No, 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 no. You don't have to buy. No, you don't have to buy a big jar of them. You just have to buy one because it just comes in a sealed bag. That's what they're serving at the fair. It's the big pop of pickles. It has to be the big bite. <laughs> little dill, some little like small. Little no, no. I, I will get a reasonably sized pickle. I will pickle it myself because I imagine they pickled it in the Fruity Pebble something, right? No, they didn't. No, no. no. they just wrapped a, it. It is a big pop big of pickle, pickle wrapped in a fruit roll up and they put some syrup to get a little bit sticky on it and then roll it in the uh, Fruity Pebbles. So it's just like coated oh on the God. outside. That it's is not horrible. pickled. So you need the big pop of pickle. Like that is that is an essential ingredient. Does it have to, to be a big papa? Yes, that's yes. I, I will point of look. It. I will do my own research and find make sure it's not make sure make sure it's the exact right pickle, and then no, this was not I like a, an hors d'oeuvre pickle. Yeah, it it had some girth to it, Bobby. It was a girthy pickle. Okay, I will I find a solid pickle. Blue. I will find a solid pickle and do it. Okay, I I I, I swear no, this. Like you're, you're using, on my honor you're using a, all these. You're using all these terms. It just needs to be a big pop of pickle. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm going to do my own research and make sure it is of Big Papa quality before I get a Big Papa pickle. Anyways, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, last, last week's slate a little bit. So OU Texas, crazy win, great stuff. But um, Blake, it, did you see anything else from around college football that was exciting? Uh, I don't know. I'm like down on college football right now. TCU. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> TCU sucks like really bad and I know Chandler Morris went out and that's like part of the problem but we were down by 17 before he went out like TCU is abysmal it was the first time in a while I had to turn off a TCU game just because I couldn't stand I just it was so the play calling so horrible and it's just like it's the Bryles levy you hire them you know what you're getting you're getting this erratic play calling that sometimes can go your way sometimes can't and Kendall Bryles is the worst of it. So it's even levy factor times 10. Uh, so yeah, pretty ticked off about that. But I'm I'm riding the Hoover Dam this week. 
Josh Hoover, our backup quarterback. We all hype for him. Hoover, damn. He, he like I love like I love. We only have about like two insiders that run the message boards, and they like clip the one like the one good play Hoover had that entire game is like look at this potential on the deep ball. Like this is better than anything Chandler could throw. I'm like you're also missing the part where he fumbled it on the first snap he came in during like in the game. Like there was a lot of there's a lot of flaws there, but sad about that. Picked too much with the heart last week. A and M loss. Jimbo sucks. He's going to get fired soon. Baylor, that was a heart pick. I could not pick the Cactus Gang. It, they didn't look like they belonged on that field. The only one, and then Kentucky, Notre Dame, you know what happened there. The only one I'm really pissed about, Mizzou. Mizzou. This is the second time this year I've gotten screwed over on the same play. The pick six at the end of the game in garbage time to get the cover. It's happening all over the place. That only seems to be happening to me. Mizzou was easily going to cover that game. They were driving. They didn't even like. They didn't have to win the game. If they got it to a fourth down turnover on downs, they just kneel it out. But of course, Dingus, Dingus, what is his name? Uh, Drink of it. Uh, oh no, the quarterback Brady Cook. Brady Cook. Cook. Yes. Yeah, Brady Cook just ruins it just like texas tech ruined me earlier in the year i'm tired of this play i wish there was a little vegas insurance right there like okay you could take out a 50 dollars insurance policy for the year that those bets will still cash if something like that happens because it's a freak thing it never happens but it seems to only be happening to me hey part of the game part of the game it honestly it was a pretty fun week and i know ou's off this weekend but we have so much good football like so so much it's gonna be such a fun fun weekend i am like really excited like pack 12 i i what do y'all think about this because i feel like coming into the season we were kind of scoffing at pack 12 pack 12 you know everyone's saying oh they're leaving they're disbanding but this this league is honestly probably the most fun to watch in college football is that a bold enough statement to say pac-12 is the most fun conference right now i don't think that's anything new right now uh i I think it's definitely been that way this season it's been really really fun to watch oh it's definitely it's the most fun it's the most fun if you listen to our pac-12 preseason preview i thought we were all talking about how we thought it was going to be the most the most fun league. I don't know if you had anyone on the schooner pod saying that the Pac-12 was going to be a disappointing brand of football. I, I thought that was kind of our overarching sort of thing was RIP Pac-12. It's going to be so entertaining, but I, I don't know. The Big 12 was going to be entertaining too. Revisionist Jameson back at it. The Big okay. 12 is well, very entertaining. We have- it would. Okay. Take, uh, th- I thought about this today. Take OU and Texas out of this league this year. How fun would the Big 12 like championship race be right now? Nobody would want it. It's like you have it for a week and then you just go out and lose. It's like it'd be two like eight and four teams there at the end that just like somehow waltz their way in there. I'm so excited for next year. Like next year, even in the bad years when all we all suck here, it would still be a very interesting title race just because everybody seems to give it away on a week to week basis. Well, I mean, just think about how crazy the new pack 12 or sorry the new big 12 would be this year with like coach prime fighting for it stuff like that like be kind of nuts so i think it'll be a very interesting uh situation going forward I- i'm excited for the new big 12 uh before we dive into these let's uh take a look at the standings boat and blake sitting atop at 37 and 30 uh four and six last week tie at 36 and 32 uh 
via a uh, six and four week. Uh, Jamison, 34 and 33, five and five last week. And I am uh, writing, writing at the back, uh, 32 and 36 with a five and five week. I, this is like my, I think I've constantly gone five and five. It has been um, pretty brutal, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I believe you are always, I, you are always teetering on the worst weeks and you have some lucky breaks at the end of games <laughs> that gets you to five and five. So I would thank your lucky stars that you in five and five. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I am constantly teetering on the edge of disaster. Uh, much like this podcast where I, for some reason, uploaded weeks, week eights uh, overlays in, you know, kind of, kind of the test overlays. So we got that sorted. We could actually talk about this week of college football. It's going to be exciting stuff. Uh, we're starting with the uh, Big 12 this week instead of the non-conferences because, uh, let's be honest, Blake, it's a pretty gross week for the Big 12. Great the week for the non out. The squeeze out. This is where the, the weekend spread slowly starts depleting their shield talk and starts putting in a few more SEC games here and there. <laughs> we saw it coming, listeners, Blake, and it's Blake, starting early. Blake, we, we know. Come on. Come on, let's be honest. Let's start off with this with our first game. It's a West Virginia Mountaineers four and one overall and against the spread. Heading to Houston five and five, uh, four and six against the spread. Uh, Mountaineers favored by three on the road against uh, their old coach Dana Holgerson, who is just teetering on uh, you know employment right now. Uh, you can find this one six p.m. Central FS1, uh, I believe, tomorrow on uh, on Thursday or. You know, I guess, uh, is, is this Thursday or it's, it's Thursday, Thursday, right? Thursday game. Yeah, yep. this is a Thursday night Big 12 game. Uh, find, find it on uh, FS1, as I stated before. Blake, kick us off here. Uh, stunned by how good West Virginia is. Not as stunned about how bad Houston is. Yeah, the West Virginia has honestly been the surprise team of the Big 12 this year. Like, when you're going through the power rankings, I'm like, who's number three right now? It's either Kansas or West Virginia, because those are the only two consistent teams that seem to be winning outside of OU or Texas. And then when it comes to Houston, Houston's so dreadful. We kind of knew this coming into the beginning of the season. Like, Donovan Smith, a decent transfer, but not enough to build up. It just feels like Holgerson is just on, he's on dead man's time. Like, he's gone after the end of the year. But this is the game he probably had circled. His former employer, West Virginia. I got to take the points. Give me Houston. I was impressed a little bit with what Houston did against Texas Tech. The final score did not show it whatsoever, but they were hanging for, with them for most of that game. I think this is a clash of styles, makes fights. Houston loves the air raid. They love to air it out. Tons of passing. They're not the best at it, but they pass, and West Virginia cannot pass. They they refuse to pass. They literally only run read options, and they might do like a little like Tim Tebow jump pass. It's like a tight end, but they do not pass vertically. So I'm actually excited to watch this game. Good Thursday night shield action, but I'm going to take the Houston Cougars plus the three at home, even though there's no home field advantage. By the way, apologies. Uh Houston's record is not five and five. They have not played 10 games. <laughs> that is that is their last 10 game. That is the record against the spread in their last 10 games. Uh, I the, the website I used to track, uh, you know, wins against the spread. Um, I no, this is there. not a website big, big thing. This, big is, this is a user no, error. No, no, no. This is a user error, but it was an accident. No, I, I typed in I typed in the wrong thing. <laughs> yes. Houston did not, has not played 10 games, but I assure you they're very mid. I assure you they're <laughs> Look, 
within within that record is their record uh, this season. So you, you get the vibe. It's not changed. Uh, Ty, who do you got in this one? He's... Houston summoned five pot of greed in games. <laughs> um, they've, they've been playing at local high schools uh, their free time. Yeah, that's their five losses. Um, look, I I completely forgot where I was going to go with this. I did notice the five and five um, right before Bobby. Look, I like West Virginia. I have gone on an island for West Virginia before this year. Uh, West Virginia has has constantly been doubted. Um, and I'm just not big on Houston. I have a lot of recurring bits that I, I drop on Houston. Um, I'm, I'm going to save them because there's plenty of time throughout the year to use them. I, I will say when I was researching Houston um, before the podcast, I, I did notice that on their website, obviously their UH, for some reason on website headers and stuff, they're not capitalizing the H. So it just says like, uh, careers, or it says like, uh, admissions. <laughs> And it's it's absolutely hilarious. A tremendous oversight. Give me the Mountaineers. Yeah, here's my thinking on this. I thought about the same thing that Blake did, but then you said, "Oh yeah, Dana Holgerson's going to get his revenge." You're, you just said, "Don't you believe in Dana Holgerson to do something competent for you? You're really going to put your faith into Dana Holgerson?" No, I'm just going to pick up the team that is looking like right now, you know, a top four Big Twelve team the way they're playing. And that is more of a detriment to the Big 12 than to West Virginia. But it's just their defense has looked good. The way they played versus Penn State popped off the page. The rest of their games this year, I feel like I've been really impressed with them. I like their quarterback room with Green. I think that they've got a decent team on them that minus three with Houston, a team that I really don't believe in too much in terms of their what their defense can do. I think West Virginia covers this one. Minus three. Look, the, the only revenge Dana Holgerson's getting in Houston uh, is is on is on his landlord uh, because of however you know whatever horrible shape he leaves his rental home in. Whenever he finally gets fired by Houston, he does this everywhere. Um, look, I am so out on Houston and Dana, and you know Blake, you are all over it. Uh, they are just kind of done. Um, West Virginia, on the other hand, I feel like they're they've just been really resurgent, really exciting. I feel like they have enough in the tank to get the win on the road, get the cover on the road. So I'm going West Virginia minus three. Next up, we've got the Iowa State Cyclones three and three overall and against spread heading to Nippert Stadium to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats uh, two and three overall three and two against the spread. Cincy favored by five and a half. You can find this one 11 a.m. Central on FS1. And look, I, I think it's time to institute a rule. And this is a rule that I'm going to institute. And I've been kind of writing on this. If you're dealing with one of the new Big 12 teams, immediately fade them. And that is what I'm going to do here. I would say it looks like it has life. Uh, they obviously bounced back pretty big against uh, Blake's TCU Horned Frogs. And even though this is a road game, I, I, I'm still pretty out on Cincinnati. Uh, I like Iowa State plus the points here. Um, and yeah, there, there's a chance since he might win this one, but I, I feel like Iowa state does enough to at least keep it close and get the cover. So, uh, yeah, give me the cyclones plus five and a half until I see anything. Otherwise we're fading the hell out of them. Okay. I see what you're saying there, Bobby, but let's take a look at Iowa state and what they've done this year. They've shown me some things where I start to believe in them. And then the next game, I'm like, what did I just watch? And I think it's a very, very simple trend. Iowa state when they're at home, I've believed them. 
So Iowa State at home versus Iowa. I was like, okay, they showed some things. I started to believe in Rocco Beck to that time. Then they went at Ohio. Stunk. Absolute stinky, stinky game. 10-7. to And then they played at home. Beat Oklahoma State. Wow. I'm interested. <laughs> and then absolutely just let up after that first quarter versus Oklahoma. And then they played at home versus TCU. Wow, they look good. Now they go to Cincinnati. Simple trend for me, fading Iowa State on the road. Give me Cincinnati minus five and a half. It's the water and Ames, man. For real. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think these teams are a little bit closer. Cincy, obviously, that two and three record does not look great. Everyone saw what they put up, you know, against OU when we, presuming you watch the OU game since you're watching a mostly OU podcast. I just, I still don't believe in, in Iowa State. One thing I do like if if you, you know, I if I absolutely was in a situation where I had to put money on this game, I like the idea of there being more than two interceptions because both quarterbacks are averaging uh, like an interception just over an interception a game. Um, so I'm sure there's a line somewhere for like that, greater than two interceptions. That, uh, I, I don't know where you're going to find that one. No, you could probably two player prop par, parlay and just yeah. go with that. Yeah, like yeah, like a prize picks or something. Or, or, or even people. like the books. Even the books have pretty like uh, filled out player props. Really? For even like Cincinnati, Iowa States? Yeah. Huh? Well, I guess I haven't been looking in the right mm-hmm. books. For power five teams. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. Once again, lost my train of thought. I like the Bearcats in this one. I'm a known Iowa State hater, but I just feel like Cincinnati maybe will clean their record up a little bit. I think it's about time that things start to turn around. This burned me last week. It's about time things start to turn around for the new Big 12 teams. I think Cincy might be the first to do it. Give me the Bearcats minus five and a half. Yeah, I'm following Ty and Jameson. Give me the Bearcats. I I was honestly, for majority of the BYU-Cincinnati game, very, very impressed with Cincinnati. And then they just started doing dumb stuff at the end, the muff pun at the end, which really killed them. Like, they honestly, on a down-to-down basis, was outplaying BYU to a significant degree on the road and still lost that game somehow. I thought they played impressive, probably versus OU, seeing how OU performed against Texas, like 20, uh, 20 to 6 versus a Cincinnati team, which I had at the bottom of the Big 12 to start the year, looking a lot better. Then I don't fault them for a loss at Miami, Ohio. MAC teams are slipping up, Power 5 teams everywhere. Look at Georgia Tech and uh, Bowling Green. So I don't, uh, I, Emory Jones, it's a rough, it's a rough watch. That's the problem. It's like when you watch this game, it could be a back backdoor cover Cincinnati, but I, Emory Jones makes it close automatically. Uh, that's the one thing I've learned. So I, I'm gonna still take Cincinnati. I think some of these, some of these new Big Twelve teams has to win, especially like this is bad. For <laughs> Eventually, them. right? Like, the the Big Twelve is not doing great as a whole, and they still can't find ways to win games, which is just like the funniest part <laughs> of this. It was like I didn't think they were gonna win many games at the beginning of the season because I thought like the mid to top half were just gonna like beat up on them. And the mid to top half is just burned, like burned for the most part. So I'm going to go Cincinnati. This is like kind of one of those games, Big 12 games. Line doesn't make any sense. I would say these teams are pretty even. So five and a half seems like a lot. So I'm going to go with the weirdness. Give me the Bearcats. 
All right, I'll just island boy out with my, uh, Matt Campbell and we'll do our best. Uh, doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good, guys. Uh, let's move on to our next game. It's the Kansas State Wildcats, three and two overall and against the spread, heading to Lubbock, Texas to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who are sitting at 500 both overall and against the spread. Tech favored by one and a half here. You can find this one, 6 p.m. Central on FS1. Uh, Captain, take it away. Yeah, I'll go with Tech. I'll go with, I'll go with Cactus Game. I know, I know. But I want to prove, I just like, just re-highlight something that happened on last time's show when Bobby was talking about K-State still not that bad. They're pretty much the same team. They missed a spawn. They missed a spawn last, last Friday Whoa. That's all I got to say. This is not the same Kansas State team. They're missing their big defensive pieces. They're missing Deuce Vaughn on offense. It it does not look great there. Like, it's it does not. And Texas Tech, it's going to be one of those teams. Like, I don't think they're very good. They throttled Baylor. But I think they're going to honestly swim towards the top a little bit just because the middle to bottom is just beating up on each other. I think they might have a decent, decent season. I think they probably are still going to lose to TCU in one of those things. But Bear Morton's still playing decently well, I will say. Uh, say so myself. They proved me wrong last week going on the road to Baylor. Probably got Dave Aranda fired. I'm going to go Texas Tech. Hurts. This is the new the new Big 12 mm-hmm. is killing me right now because I got to get rid of my past allegiances just because these games have become so wacko and crazy that I would have said easy before the season K-State rolls. But now, got to abandon that. Got to abandon it. Think I think Texas Tech wins pretty handily. Mm. Look, I, I don't know. I could be convinced either way. I I think what Texas, what Tech has going for them, what Texas Tech has going for them, um, is that if you dive into some good old, just look at their previous schedule, I, like I just spoke about, pretty much I, I believe in West Virginia as especially for the Big 12, you know, within the context of the Big 12, West Virginia I think is a, a pretty decent team this year. Um, and that's all Tech has really only ever lost to decent teams with Wyoming and then Oregon. Um, and then Thank West you, Virginia. Ty. Yeah, Thank K-State. you. Wyoming, decent team, Jameson. How about that? They are. Very, they, very I mean, decent. <laughs> the results are out. Yeah, no, they're a decent team. You know, yeah, K-State, you guys got me. just some inexcusable stuff on their record. Losing to Missouri can never be excused. Losing to 2023 Oklahoma State, I just don't know what's up with that. Um, I, I don't like this one. I could see K-State still winning this one by 14. But I gotta go with Blake. I gotta go with Cactus Gang. I gotta go with the Red Raiders here. It's gonna be in Lubbock. I don't think that's gonna affect the Kansas State people because they're also used to just nothing being around. Um, so I don't know that there's a home field advantage. But give me the Red Raiders. Yeah, um, you can't convince me to pick Kansas State in this one going on the road as a plus one and a half dog after they just lost on the road to Oklahoma State. What's going to be any different about this? They did not do well on the road. They went to Oklahoma State, one of the most anemic teams in college football in the Power Five right now, and it made them look like a competent football team to where there's going to be people starting to buy back into that program. I understand Oklahoma State is starting to like go to a single quarterback, and maybe there's going to be some continuity. I don't care. 
K-State, what they did last week, gives me nothing to trust them moving forward. I will wait and see it. Give me Texas Tech minus one and a half here. I feel very good about this one. Look, guys, it was pretty, pretty dire last Friday night watching K-State get absolutely whooped in Stillwater. And you know what? There was what there was a stat that I missed, and I feel stupid. So you know how Kansas State, every time they go into Norman, they just look like a totally different team. They look incredible. They they've beaten the Sooners, I believe, more time and more times in Norman than like anybody in the Big 12 era, right? Well, the inverse is true for whenever they go to Stillwater. They've only beaten the Cowboys one time in Stillwater since the year 2000. And that 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 alone has given me enough enough copium to be to be strong with my wildcats because I feel like they, they ran into a buzzsaw at OSU. Like they always do. They've only won one time in the 21st century. Um, in Stillwater. So I'm going to go and back Willie, the wildcats and the boys bounce back. I don't care that I'm an Island boy. This line is too low. I have no faith in Texas tech still, I, I'm still like iffy on them. I, I they they won a, a game against a brutal putrid Baylor team, but look, I, I trust Chris Kleiman and the boys to bounce back. And by the way, I did double check my sources, and K State doesn't have that same curse at Texas Tech. So I uh, wanted to make sure I didn't run into another buzzsaw. Um, <laughs> that so yeah, you might be be asking yourself if you're listening, dear listener, why Bobby? Why would I ever trust you if you're going off of you know? Uh, decades old, you know, history and schemes and voodoo. Well, well, for one, you're just not paying attention because I'm clearly terrible at picking. But for the other, you just just lack faith in (laughs) you you lack faith in the Wildcats. So you know what? I'm sticking with K State and that weirdly the the weird, you know, Wildcat head, human body, and I think it's I think they're going to lead me to victory. So let's go with the K State Wildcats here. I don't care. Island boy me out with Chris Kleiman. Sounds great. Bobby just essentially said, hey, listeners, you might think I'm crazy. And then he explains why he's crazy. Sometimes it's a leap of faith, man. It's a leap of faith. Leap of faith. That's all I'm going to say with K-State. Uh, I, let's move on. to Speaking of faith, let's move on to our next game. Ty, I'm sorry. You, go ahead. I, I have a quick I have a quick programming note. It, it's too egregious not to bring up. Jamison said this last week. He got called out on it. He's going to get called out again. Oklahoma State is not moving towards a one-quarterback system. They've had it for like the past three games. I, I, it's been two games that they've done it consistently. It, it's Alan Bowman all the way, though. That's it's 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 yeah, a one but Jamison's guy. Jamison's over. They might they might do it this week. No, they've been no, doing no, it. It's I been said done. They did, and that was the reasoning I picked. Oh, Oklahoma that was me. That's week. me. That's me. I'm like I'm yes. all in on them just being like the Russian roulette. Who's going to be the yeah. quarterback for the drive? I I don't know. It they had everything go their way last week, and I'm happy for them, but. Alan Bowman being the guy is not the most assuring thing. I'll say that. Hillsbury Doughboys back there playing quarterback for you. Things are going to turn really, really poorly. He's got nothing inside, no organs inside of him. Whenever you touch his chest, it just immediately collapses. I think we have a chance to talk about the old iron lung here in a second. Uh, Let's move on to our next game. So I took a leap of faith on that last one, yes, uh, but did. look, let's let's talk about faith a little bit more here. It's BYU at Ooh. TCU, the four and one Cougars, still kind of wild. 
two and three against the spread, though. Head to Fort Worth to rekindle an old Mountain West rivalry. Blake has talked about how he hate how how he hated these guys back in the day to take on the TCU Fro Horn Frogs. Three and three, absolutely reeling. They're two and four against the spread. Frogs favored by five and a half at home, though. Um, you can find this one two thirty p.m. Central on ESPN. Oh, I, I don't know what to say about this one, but look, I, this is the one game on the slate where I feel, I don't feel great in pointing at the model and sticking to the rule, but I have to, I, I, I just have to, I haven't, BYU has looked iffy at times, you know, they've looked good at times, they've looked iffy at times, I, I don't really know how to feel about them yet, the CCU team is wobbly, but I trust in Sonny Dykes. I trust in the frogs to bounce back a little bit, show a little bit of some some damn pulse against the BYU team that I don't want to say they're overrated because they aren't rated. Um, but I, I don't know. I I think the frogs at home under a touchdown, I, I'm gonna roll with them. So TCO minus five and a half. This one is hurting me. I, I'm really struggling with this one, but I'm gonna go the frogs because I think. Hoover's going to come in and just show something for Blake and he's going to come on the pod next week. And he's like, boys, I think we finally did it. Got that bum Chandler Morris out. And now it's time for Hoover. I can just see this in my brain. I can see it. You know, a lot of the times I talk about whenever I'm pick making picks, sometimes I'll just try to think like, what is the narrative that I feel like I could see in the future here? And I see Blake way overreacting to Hoover next week. Give me TCU. I gotta do it. I got, I've gotta do it. I have been so high on BYU. There's no reason to be. I haven't been high on them this year. There's no reason to be. They are not good in any metric. They're not good in yards per game. They're not good in yards allowed. They're just, I have no idea how this team is four and one. They barely beat Sam Houston to start the season. They lost to Kansas, but they put up a touchdown in every quarter. It's just I that's not not necessarily how the score played out, but let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story here. Um, I just don't it, it would be so funny. So I have to pick BYU here. There it is. I don't think that's smart at all. It's funny for the pot. Like I have some space to burn. Bobby's on a bunch of islands, you know. I'll risk it from second place. I'll throw one out there. It would be so hilarious to get to come on next week. And for the second time this season, go on an island and the team just upsets TCU. So give me the BYU Cougars. They need to change their logo. I think it looks like Yale every time. Very confusing. Uh, I will cede the rest of my time to Blake. Blake, isn't Sam Houston winless? They are winless, yes. They're like feisty in every game but can't win, which is like the worst place to be. That it's like they're always almost about to upset a big team but just can never get over the hump. They're playing tonight, New Mexico State. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. We'll see if they do it tonight. But Are they yeah, the ones they're... with the CVS in the, in, in the end zone? Or, like, attached to the stadium? Or am I mixing them up with another? No, that is Houston Bapt or oh. it's Houston Christian now. They've gone That's away right. from the Baptist moniker and gone to the Christian, which kind of leads into perfectly with the Mormons and the Christians in this battle. So... 
this TCU team stinks. It stinks out loud. I can't believe that Come I got on. bamboozled in the snake oil <laughs> salesman on the message boards into thinking this team was going to be any good. I think Bobby was the only one that was kind of realistic about it. It's like, you have a lot to replace, but I'm like, look at all these guys, JoJo Earl. JoJo Earl hasn't done crap for us. He hasn't done anything. A lot of these transfers haven't done anything. Like they, It's been so frustrating and the one good thing about this team is Amani Bailey. Amani Bailey is a god. The fact that he was the running back three last year in that room on a team with Kendra Miller, Miller, Di Mercado and this guy's tearing it up just as much as them. Like, we have a solid running stable, but we just refuse to run the ball. The only time when Kendall Bryles decides to actually run it is when we're down by 17 21 points and then he decides to get the ball to him. It makes no sense. God, I like I said last week, I wish we could go to Garrett Riley before the season and be like, hey, man, I know you get a little bit more money at Clemson, but don't jump because Clemson's going to suck and we're really going to suck with Kendall Bryles. So we need you. We need your running game. You understand the run and establishing the pass at the same time. What a novel concept because Kendall Bryles doesn't seem to understand it. But with but all that I'm going to beat the frogs. Yes, I know it. <laughs> I know my TCU Horn Frog history. Five and two <laughs> in the Mountain West. The TCU Horn Frogs dominate. They dominate BYU. They dominate Utah. We own the state of Utah when it comes to football. Utah fans forget it. BYU fans, I don't really see them talking much crap online. Like very, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But I thought they would at least engage in a little trash talk. They do not at all. They do not have any online presence. Like, I've gotten online presences of teams that aren't even in the Big 12 that I get to see consistently. BYU has none of that, but it's the one constant. TCU owns the state of Utah. If you're a TCU historian, you know that. Give me the frogs. Give me the frogs. This is it. Give me the frogs. Give me the frogs. And Jameson's probably going to kind of be right. Like Hoover's going to go out there and have an incredible game. This was Chandler Morris two years ago when he came in for the Baylor game. We sucked. See, this is the good part about TCU sucking, though. We always beat our rivals. It makes no sense. We'll beat Texas. We'll beat Baylor. We'll beat Tech. It makes no sense, but we will absolutely suck. I'm hoping it's one of those seasons where I get by into Hoover. Hoover is not the guy, probably not the guy. We have some good recruits coming through the pipeline that I'm excited about, but that doesn't matter. I think Hoover makes me a believer this week to believe that he's the future to then get replaced two years from now, but I will take it. I will die. I will die with my frogs. Give me the frogs. All right, there we go. Love it. Let's move on to our final Big 12 game of the week. It's the number 23 Kansas Jayhawks, 5-1, and 3-3 three and three against the spread, heading to Stillwater to take on the Pokes, facing their second team from the Sunflower State in as many weeks. OSU, 3-2, and 2-3 two, two and three against the spread. KU favored by three in this one on the road. Uh, you can find this one, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. Blake, kick us off here. Uh, obviously, the status of Jalen Daniels is in question. Jason Bean didn't look look pretty dang good last week against UCF. What do you think? Yes, Deion Sanders once said at the beginning of the year, do you believe? That's what he said. I'll say to Jameson, <laughs> do you bean? Because bean absolutely dominated last week. I told you, do not Ugh. fade the bean man. I did fade you the bean knew, man. You knew. You <laughs> knew. Yep. That was a dumb, 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 dumb decision. 
especially against the Central Florida team, especially against the Central Florida team that brings back John Rice Plumley. I love bringing up his name because although they are not playing this week, they're going to be playing next week, I think, in those Space U uniforms, which we will zip our lips now, Ty. We will zip our lips Sp- because we'll have plenty Space to U's say. Space U's on the 11th. Space U's on, they're playing in Norman next week. Oh, shoot. No. Okay. We'll zip our lips till then. I, I love OU next week. I don't even need to see the spread. I love OU next week. But K- Kansas is a wagon. This team is exactly what I thought they would be. Dominant offense, no defense. But when they go up against these middling teams that don't know how to defend a good offense, they're screwed. I said last week, Kansas State, not a good offense. OSU trucked them. They're going to see a good offense this week. Give me KU in the points. I just, yeah, I I feel like Ugh. that was OSU Super Bowl. That was OSU Super Bowl this year. I think that team is still bad. I'm surprised we didn't see a Josh Pate tweet this week being like, OSU, dark horse, if, one, if Texas slips <laughs> up in the conference schedule. I'm surprised we didn't see that this week. Bakery back but, open. Yeah, Kansas deserves to, deserves to be ranked. They deserve it so much. Give me the Bean Man. I don't even want Jalen Daniels. I want the Bean Man because I am a true Bean believer. Give me the Jayhawks. You know, it, Blake said something that I just can't. We can't not mention, right? We got to go into into a little bit of a segment just to mention it, right? You don't fade the bean man. I faded the bean man last week. You thought this was about to be a, a space you think. I have a real space you jersey on. Uh, <laughs> Amen, brother. It's, of course, <laughs> yep. a, a Navy jersey, or it could be Purdue, or it could be Texas, it could be OU. Uh, all of those schools, of course, producing um, actual astronauts. But <laughs> even Colorado. With pretty much every other school. Yeah, like, Colorado. Like Colorado produced eight, like eight astronauts, oh, I think. Which was a yeah, wild most, most other schools, yes. UCF um, just produces people who work for the space station but don't go into space. Unsung heroes, guys. Yeah, and, and you know yeah. what? I saw some people roasting them on, on that as well because there's just no way that UCF is producing the majority of those either, right? Like, we all know those people are coming from MIT and the Ivies. And the PAC schools, I was trying to do a bit on leading you guys into thinking we were going to discuss that and then talking about fading the beam, man. Don't fade the bean man here. Oklahoma State, Alan Bowman, the iron lung. Can't even believe that Blake didn't mention him. Wish he was still at Tech. I don't think the eligibility would have worked out had he stayed. But um, I like Kansas in this one. Kansas is looking very legitimate within the Big within the Big 12 this year. Like Blake said, deservingly ranked. Uh, I would like to see this Kansas team face off against like Wyoming. Um, but give me the Jayhawks and this one to roll in the still water and get a, a nice little cover. I think winning by three is a very reasonable, very good line. Obviously anything can happen in this one, but give me the Jayhawks. Yeah. It's going to be Jason Bean as the quarterback. There's, we don't even need to talk about Jalen Daniels. It seems like this back issue is something that's going to be kind of bothering him for a while now. So do we believe in the bean man? and here's the you thing you do not you do not <laughs> he is your friend your personal yes, friend he, he is my friend he, he retweeted friend. us jameson he i know you. i know here's here's the thing i you switched I, I, up i'm sorry I, I i did i really did and i feel horrible about that because you know you're supposed to pick with your heart 
You really are. It's more fun when you pick with your heart. Oh, so you stabbed him in the heart. I, yeah. I did, and I did. You have I, no heart. I know, I don't. I don't. That is just choosing games now. What, what is the heart but a very exactly, large bean? You guys are exactly <laughs> well, Okay. Um, you guys are exactly right, except for Bobby. Um, but <laughs> Oddly shaped, but one might be able to see it as a bean if you squint <laughs> or, you know, are it's visually impaired. Beans. It's two beans oh. together. Okay. Yeah, it's one like you know how some beans, you know, some beans, beans you can like split bean, them in the middle. One bean was you, Jameson, and now all we have is a broken heart. You know what? I'm just gonna atone. I'm just gonna take this and say, you know what? I should have never done what I did. I was wrong. I am so sorry for what I did. Especially you, Jason Bean. If you're listening to this right now, I am so sorry. I believe in you, and I absolutely believe in you to go out and stomp Oklahoma State. Please forgive me, and I hope that this apology finds you well. Now, I I want to use Jameson's reversal on himself. <laughs> I do not want him on my ship right now. <laughs> we are the true Ty and I, true bean believers over here. I don't want Jameson anywhere near us. I want him off. <laughs> off. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, sure, are you're you asking bean for acceptance, but have you asked yes. us? Yes, you are the true bean believer. Do you yeah. bean? You do not bean. <laughs> Ty, Ty was also not a bean lever. Blake and I were both bean levers. We, yeah, people forget Blake, Ty faded them last week. I, I have to sheet it right now. I faded them, and I we can find the tapes from earlier in the season. I thought Jaden Daniel was was playing when I faded them. Oh yeah, that's right, you did. And I told you explicitly no there was no shot he plays. I think I did a segment about how he actually makes them worse. I. <laughs> I don't know, Jameson. The, the 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 council of bean men will consider your application, and uh, we'll get back to you. Am I just within, uh, be allowed to pick this game. Well, no, I don't know. We're we'll, we'll just. We'll, I mean, you can you can pick, but you know, we, we're not sure if we want to accept you back into our ranks. So, we'll get All back right. to you in a bit. We'll get back I'll to you. Bump my line to tree fitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But Jameson has a special tree fitty line on the that bean. Sounds, that sounds like a death trap waiting to happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Allow this to happen. I, I will allow it to happen. You you can you can join the ranks of the bean men if that happens. Oh, we're, we're gonna Jason, keep the spread. You now. We're keeping we're keeping your actual weekend spread line at three. But if they cover three and a half, then you could actually be a bean man again. Oh man, I need you, okay. Jason. Uh look, <laughs> all this to say. All this to say, yeah, I, I'm, on, Jason, I'm on. That's what you deserve to call him. Jason, you are like no. Not, Jameson is a, not on Bean <laughs> level yet. He is. He's. He should be calling him Jason. That hey, is. son. So you're uh, back in the ranks, especially some shout, of you folks as well. Well, at least there's not a game to talk about that yet. Some non-believers over here, but <laughs> I've got non-believers, man. Non-believers. We'll see. We'll see who's the real OU fans by the end of the season. Because right now, Ty and I determine who it is. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you that, know, I couldn't give OU the kiss true. of death. You know, yeah, I that. look. You know, I couldn't give OU the kiss of death. 
I, I couldn't do it to him. You couldn't I, do it, but then you didn't eat the pickle at the end. So you true, are. Bobby. You've done everything. Uh, yeah. Look, you I, done, I will like, atone by eating the pickle. I will atone by eating the pickle. I promise yeah. it will happen. I, I sent we, this in our group text, but I legitimately was waiting in that long seven minute post hype video from Oklahoma when they're doing sound bits of all the people, I, you know, doubting OU. I legitimately was waiting the whole time to hear Bobby's voice. I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> maybe this might be a slight chance but come on i i'm not gonna lie i was hearing it too and kind of dreading it after a couple of them i'm like oh god oh god edit it now and just add in a little bobby soundbite i'll i'll take a pickle to the dome uh look anyways i'm gonna go ahead and make this pick uh it's kansas i i feel like osu obviously played a great game last friday but I think a lot of that was due to the incompetence of uh, Kansas state overall. Sometimes you just, you, you see a team on those like weird, like week night games and they're just unstoppable. I, I don't believe uh, Alan Bowman was even hit once on a pass rush last week. That is and bizarre. He is and he is bizarre, so super weird. I'm discounting that Kansas game or that uh, Kansas state game entirely for OSU. Uh, I think KU is a very solid team. They're disciplined. They know how to go into environments like this. And I think they go in and get a really good performance uh, and get a win against an OSU team that, you know, I, I think Vegas thinks is actually good because they see the logo, but it just frankly isn't. Um, so yeah, give me the Jayhawks on this one. Sweep. I'm a true bean lever. Sweep for sweep for the bean man. Sweep for the bean man. Uh, all right, let's move into non-conference play. Finally, some ranked matchups. It is the 18th ranked UCLA Bruins, four and one, three and two against the spread, traveling to Corvallis, Oregon to take on the Oregon State Beavers, ranked 15th. And Blake, it's October, so you know it's spooky season and it's time for the spooky beeves. I have no idea if they're wearing spooky beeve uniforms, but it's October, so we're going to, uh, you know, reflect that in our iconography here. Uh, UCLA four and one against the spread three and two or sorry, four and one overall three and two against the spread Oregon state five and one overall four and two against the spread Oregon state, a four point favorite here at home, 7 PM central. You can find this one on Fox. Um, look here, here's the thing. Just like I have a rule with the new big 12 teams. I also kind of have a rule with PAC 12 teams in general, and especially like kind of like, weird ones like Oregon state, Washington state, Utah, you know, these places that are like super actually rabid for college football that have a different appetite than let's say UCLA at home. That, that, that doesn't affect anything that, that, that place is just kind of, it's empty. It's not it's, it, that it, the Rose bowl is an environment is not an environment for UCLA, but it is for, for Oregon state. They've been incredible at home. Uh, absolute wagon i believe I, I think anyways uh against the spread especially at home not quite the same on the road but that's not the case they're at home four points to me feels like a really really just great line i'm gonna take it i think ucla is a, a solid team still overall um but in an but in an environment like this i'm going with the beavers all the way oregon state minus four is uh the move yeah, um, I figure Spooky Beef is really, really hard to fade. 
But the thing is, this UCLA team, I feel like, hasn't tapped into their full potential this season. Starting a true freshman quarterback with so much talent and Dante Moore has had its hiccups at the beginning of the season. He really hasn't found his stride. But UCLA, I feel like, has really compensated very well in terms of the way they played defense as of recently. Like, holding Cam Ward versus Washington State um, to, like, 17 points, only two interceptions. I mean, getting him to throw two interceptions, I thought was really impressive. So I think that's going to really like lend a lot to them, you know, shutting down a Oregon State offense with DJ Ongolele, uh, who's really uh, had a history of being prone to interceptions. I think UCLA can keep this close. Give me a UCLA cover, but not the win. Hmm. I, you know, you guys brought up an interesting point on on quarterbacks. I, I think I got burned by UCLA early on in the season. Um, and, and, you know, I've learned one thing I think that I'm going to carry into this game is, well, we'll keep it within the Pac-12 because we all know that, um, you know, that bum at LSU is the worst quarterback in, in all of college football right now. But we're going to see the worst quarterback in the Pac-12, I think, versus a true freshman. So very interesting matchup. I'm going to have to go with UCLA. I think Jamison and I might be on this one uh, on our own here, but I like UCLA. Again, they burned me before, but I like where they're trending. And then, of course, common opponent UCLA looked very convincing in that one. Um, Oregon State, obviously, we're talking about Washington State as, as the common opponent. Uh, Oregon State, uh, that's their one loss, and then nobody watches this bowl. So I got to give it to UCLA. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. These are the games I love. Oregon State, I think, has done fantastic this year. Like the besides the slip up at Washington State, just taking care of business. I think DJU is looking better, better. And then UCLA, the defense, like Jameson said, absolutely insane. Like I love that Chip Kelly went to UCLA and kind of built the opposite of what they did in Oregon. Like, I think he's just such an underrated coach for that. Like, he he has legit built a good defense. Dante Moore's going to really transition, I think, there. UCLA is going to be one of those teams that will be feisty in the new Big Ten. But I can't go against the Spooky Bees in mm. October that is a little too much. I think Oregon State home field is a full three points. I think Oregon State just a tad, a tad better, a little bit more experienced. UCLA loves to play those grimy, gross games. But I just, I love the, it's uh, the best thing about Oregon State right now, honestly, is DJU's dad's tweets after the game. He is throwing so much shade towards Clemson. I see him every single week. He's like, when DJU has a decent stat line, he's like, look, look what a program does when they actually coach and develop like somebody like just God. the biggest shade. And I love it. Like he is just going right at him every single week. Even if DJU, like if you look at his entire year, 13 touchdowns, nine or four interceptions, like good passer rating, but like still not fantastic. I wouldn't say one of the best quarterbacks in the, the nation, but his dad is all over it. Just comparing it to Clemson, how bad Clemson is. I got to believe, I got to believe with DJU senior here, give me the spooky beefs. Incredible. That's great. Uh, okay. So we got it. We got a nice split there on the spooky beefs and <laughs> UCLA. 
Moving on to our next game, we have the 25th ranked Miami Hurricane just oh, no. teetering on the edge of being unranked four and one after one of the biggest, biggest blunders you've ever seen in college football history. Three and two against the spread. Uh, they're heading to Chapel Hill to take on Mac Brown and the UNC Tar Heels, uh, ranked 12th. So they've been on a roll, Drake May and crew. Uh, UNC four and one. Is that right? Who? Am I wrong with that? Who did you know they are five and oh? They're five and oh. That's that is a mistake. I don't (laughs) so five and oh, UNC, uh, two and three gets a spread. I wouldn't trust those numbers for some reason. I apologize. I don't know. I don't know what's up with my graphics this week. My apologies, folks. Uh, UNC favored by Tree Fitty here. You can find this one 630 Central on ABC. Blake, who do you like on this? Oh my gosh, this is such a dirty line, dirty game, three and a half. What that that Miami collapse is just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, because honestly, like if they go out and win that game, it's seen as a you know what, like as a good program, one that's actually there. You're going to have some games where you just play like crap, but you're able to win games. And I thought Miami was going to reach that point with the scrappy dogs in Georgia Tech. But my God, did they not? I'm still taking Miami. I'm still taking Miami. This is, it makes no sense, but I just feel like the overreaction to that game, Mario Cristobal, the one thing I know about him can recruit great, but he can't coach. He can't coach. I do not like the vibes around that program at all right now. He's like threatening local reporters. Like nobody's like, it's the offensive coordinator taking the blame for it. But Mario Cristobal, like won't take an ounce of it. Like Mario Cristobal is the ultimate like workhorse. Like he's the ultimate big C corporation when it comes to a football program, because he makes you do all the coaching and he makes you do all the recruiting. Like that is his hit. That is his thing. I just, I, I've never got a good read on this UNC team. I thought it's like they're beating teams because they have a great offense. They just have no defense. So I'm like, they haven't played. I don't think anybody really legitimate. Like, I still think even though Miami, the loss last week, they played a good A&M team, a solid one. And still when they found themselves in a big hole, were able to come back. I just feel like UNC's defense ensures them to play these like really, like really close nail biter games against teams that are of similar caliber. So I'm going to take the points here. This is dirty. This makes me this makes me feel so so dirty inside, but I'm I'm gonna stick with the Hurricanes. I still don't know how they're ranked. I still don't know that. Yeah. By the way, update: they are five and zero and four and one against the spread. Uh, so woof. My apologies, uh, Ty. I'm so sorry to cut you off there. I just had to update the people. Oh on no, podcast. no. Um, I don't think this one's dirty at all. It, in fact. Um, had had I paid more attention to the spreadsheet in my pregame prep, um, I wouldn't have picked this one as my wild card. I love. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I, I guess we're gonna have to go back to good old Boca. Maybe, maybe <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, they play ULM. Look, I actually I don't feel bad about it like Blake does. We Blake and I might be completely off here. I like Miami in this one. And I, he mentioned a really important thing. Had, you know, obviously, silliness, absolute utter stupidity. But had that, you know, final backdoor in the Miami game gone differently, I think we'd have a very different discussion around this Miami team. Part of that, of course, would be brand name and brand recognition. But 
we were kind of robbed of a game, I think, that is not getting the appropriate hype. I think this will be a pretty good, pretty competitive game. I just don't, I don't know. I've been some some days for the past couple of years, I've been very pro-UNC. Some days I've been just not feeling it. This game is just one of those. I'm not necessarily that big of a Miami believer. I would love for them to be back to being, you know, at least a, a constant top 15 competitor. But yeah, they lost to the scrappy dogs. I can't hold that against them. That's what they're known for. You know, the scrappy dogs, a little scrappy dog, a little junkyard dog luck to win that one last week. I love Miami in this one, especially because they are the dogs. And I think that we're getting great value in this one in terms of a pick just because of that loss last week. I think had they won last week, they'd be coming into this one probably a six-point favorites. Part of that would be brand name, Ooh. but give me Miami. That's that's quite the take. Um, I, I'm picking UNC. Dude, Miami, yes, the ending of it was bad, but the beginning of the game, it was three to zero at halftime. They scored three points. And just the ability for a team to go three and oh in the first half, I don't think you can keep up with a team like UNC. Tyler Van Dyke was, did not look good with his eye test in that game. And I understand, like Blake said, you know, you can have hiccups, you can have deficiencies throughout the year. I shouldn't, you know like look at just one game and call it like it is, you know, I should look at the whole season. Yes. They played well versus Texas A&M. I, I just really, this UNC team at home puts up points. They get momentum. Drake Mays a really, really talented quarterback. And I think that they could just run away with it. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. And I think UNC wins by a touchdown. Yeah, no, Jamison, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I'm, I'm on the Tar Heels here. And I think ultimately a lot of people are focusing on the blunder, but they're forgetting the fact that Miami was in a dog fight with scrappy dogs, not exactly. a very good scrappy dogs team. As I, I believe Blake said last week, when we we're talking about my um, trying to discount um, Louisville a little bit. Um, yeah. But also like no, UNC has been in some dog fights. They had to go to overtime against an app state team. That is not very good this that's year. That's Yosef, man. That's Yosef. You, you can never that's trust scrappy Yosef. dogs. That's like literally what, no, uh, that's what different. Georgia that's Tech. Different. No, it isn't. It really isn't. They lost at home last night to a really, really be- like not a very good coastal Carolina team. I, I'm not having it that I, he's just been mm, blowing out everybody. I obviously I'm with Blake here, but like, you don't have to massage the numbers very much to make Drake May look not good. He's got eight touchdowns and four interceptions on the season. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Jeez. Jeez. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that yeah, looks a little bad, but look, Miami has a, he played really well last game, I guess. So the three touchdowns with four. Yeah, because Dino yards. Babers and Syracuse are a bummy team. They are <laughs> Dino Babers, like Dino Babers did, mentioned. We need a banner. <laughs> he is he at least gets the most out of that program. And like Syracuse is never gonna be a powerhouse, but like I'm tired of the Dino Babers love around college football. That man can't coach. He stinks. <laughs> he can only get his team up against really bad. He's like Tom Herman, but significantly worse at like <laughs> <laughs> in the ACC. So, so, so look, here, here's my thing. Both of these teams have had like one bad game. One of them lost it. The other one was Tap State, right? Miami hasn't played like anybody else outside of like Texas A&M, who they got a very solid. UNC? Okay, but look, it's, a, it's South a, Carolina. No, no, no. Blake, 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 Blake. Which, Blake, which schedule is better? Miami of Ohio, 
um, sorry, Bethune Cookman at Temple, Georgia Tech, or South Carolina, App State, Minnesota, what? Pitt, Syracuse, yeah, and then obviously Miami A and M. Obviously Miami A and M. Yeah, obviously Miami A and M. I sorry, but still, like <laughs> one has played way funny. better opponents. No, no, they've played more recognizable opponents. South Carolina, Bethune Cookman, Miami of Ohio. Temple, no. Blake, no. Buddy, Pittsburgh has a vase at the entrance there, of their of their practice there's... facility right now because there's so much negative energy Dude. that you're supposed to drop your negative energy before you come okay. to the door. That's I don't, fine. I don't... I'm not saying that Pitt's a world beater, but I'm not saying that it's but bad is like a binary. It's not a binary good bad. There's differences to it. Miami hasn't played like anybody outside teams. of AM. Yes, that's the point. They've actually they haven't shown me anything. What what have they shown what me has... outside of beating an A and M team that cannot get out of its way in the past couple years? A and M was playing good that game. I think A and M is a very talented team. Like, uh, okay, well, look, I here <laughs> they they still lost by fifteen. Like, I know, I, I don't that's know. That's why I'm saying Miami is good. You are proving my point. <laughs> but okay, other than A and M, other than Texas A and M. What have they done? Like that's nothing. My, that is the answer. They have beaten. They have, the Miami anchor. has beaten pure <laughs> garbage. Miami has beaten pure garbage and lost to Scrappy Dogs on one of the most hilariously bad losses of all time, where they could have taken a knee and they didn't. And I'm not trying to fault them for for the taking a knee thing, although I could and I should. No, everybody is faulting. Them. Yeah, that of is, course. Like, literally, that is the definition. I'm not of trying to say that. I'm not trying not... to say that decision is the reason they're bad. The whole of that performance is the reason why I'm not trusting Miami at all, especially not in Chapel Hill. I think this will be a closer game. If you had look, I, I would say I'll trend to even say maybe this would be kind of pushy. I, I, I'd question Push. the comfortability of it. Hear me out. Let me let me finish my damn statement, Jameson. I'd question this game if it was my if it was North Carolina minus seven. If it was North Carolina minus seven, I'd be oh, like, yeah. okay, I could see a bounce back. But I'm out. I, I think North Carolina is a better team here. I, I think Drake May has been getting comfortable in the new uh, offensive system. They've been clicking. They've been beating up on teams they should have beaten up on. Obviously, yeah, that App State game's weird. App State's weird against everybody, but they didn't lose the ball game. Miami had a, had a weird game, and they lost to Scrappy Dogs. Uh, and in their big performances, they haven't really beaten anyone outside of a Texas A&M. So I, I'm riding with the Tar Heels here. I'm excited for this game. I really yep. wasn't excited for it, but now I'm very excited. So Every single episode of the Weekend Spread, one of my favorite things, is there will be a one-on-one -on -one massive argument between two of us, and then the other two just sit there and smile. There's just a little bit of a smirk in our both of our faces, and it's great. And you never know who it's going to be between. It's been, I feel like I've had these similar kind of arguments with all three of y'all. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, there's always a little fight, and that's fun. That's fun. Yes. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to our next game. Uh, pretty big one. It's a battle for the bejeweled Shalele. It's the 10th ranked USC Trojans, uh, six and oh, two and four against the spread, heading to South Bend to take on the 21st ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who are kind of reeling. Look, the last time they were in this building, uh, they lost to Ohio State in just devastating, kind of embarrassing fashion. You know, only 10 men on the field, uh, went on a bit of a road trip, 
had an emotional, crazy win against Duke at the last second, and then got blown out at uh, the stadium formerly known as Papa John Stadium uh, in a pretty brutal loss to the Louisville Cardinal. Um, they're five and two overall and against the spread. Irish favored by two and a half at home. You can find this one 6.30 p.m. Central on NBC and Peacock. Um, look, uh, I, I'm going to say it. USC isn't winning this ball game, and I you're you're getting the vibe that things are about to go downhill quickly when Lincoln Riley starts has start kind of started his little flirtation weirdness with the uh, NFL, saying like, oh, they don't have to do all the things the college like coaches have to do in the offseason. I kind of like that. He, you you can tell he's already ready to skedaddle. Oh, there's a um, team that they can go. I would gladly accept him on a certain NFL team if he wanted to go the there. Chargers. No, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, see, the Steelers. Please don't do this to me. The, the Bears? <laughs> Steelers, OC, Lincoln what? Riley. Mike McCarthy contract extension? Oh, my God. No, I that's what imagine. happens. It's like Lincoln Riley could outwardly say in a conference, I want to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach. I will do it to next to nothing. And then Jerry Jones would extend Mike McCarthy the next day. <laughs> That's how it works. That's, Mike McCarthy that's... has sleepovers with Jerry Jones. Like they're like best friends. Like this is not <laughs> good. Uh, because they know the formula. Jason Garrett did it. Like Jason Garrett did it before. You just gotta get so buddy buddy with Jerry that he'll never fire you. Like it's <laughs> the formula is out there. <laughs> okay. Well, you know it, it's fitting that we talk about one overall or one completely overrated football brand while we talk about two currently very overrated okay. football brands. Stop it, but... Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. <laughs> hey. More recent uh, Super I think Bowl. Dallas is like the third quite, quite best team in the NFL this year. Oh, Dallas is the what? It's what? No. I think like the third most talented football team in NFL right now. Yeah, talented. Oh, I think I think if I did a power ranking, I would pick working. them. I'd pick them as number three. I, I I don't care. San Francisco is number one. Obviously, they look bad for them. Dallas is a really good football team this year. Okay. All right. Well, it, fair. Let's move on before we get Blake into a uh, NFL conversation on this one. I think USC is pretty done. Um, they they have not turned in a good performance against a good team really all season. They've beaten up on bad teams like Stanford and a bunch of directional schools and then have looked uninspiring against really everybody else, Colorado, the Arizonas. And now they're finally running into a buzzsaw. Uh, Notre Dame isn't exactly... It's a dull buzzsaw. A buzzsaw. It's a it's a it's a buzzsaw. <laughs> but look, let's be honest. As much as a spinning they, wheel is, they went to yeah, they went to triple to triple overtime. They went to triple overtime against Arizona. Um, defensively, so look, Sam Hartman really bad performance last week, but I think he's going to be on a bit of a rebound. I think he'll be able to throw against that pretty porous, pretty poor USC defense. Um, this game will be like a cold, wet, gross Indiana like night situation. Weather USC Bobby, is this confirmed? What it is? It, it's well. Here's how confirmed it is, Jameson. USC defensive. I, I believe everyone in the U, in USC is uh, currently practicing where they have an assistant coach spray them with water as yeah, they're trying oh, to I catch the ball. 
so they can get a, get get adjusted to the slippery balls and and they spray put them. out this clip and watch them proceed to drop every single ball. Like oh, that's yeah. the funniest part about it. They're like they're preparing for this. It's like you prepare for the crowd noise and they're just slinging the ball like ten yards over the guy's head. Like it, <laughs> it is that was the this yeah. USC clip. It's like they're literally tr- they're trying to field punts with the water and they muff every single one. I'm watching. This it's, is hilarious. It's like a very small stream of water too. It's like not. It's, <laughs> it's not like. It's, it's, a, it's mist a mist from five yards away with a like a weed, like one of those like like the weed sprayer things. Like it it's is bad. quite less, it's like bad. the least amount of water that could possibly get on. And you. it's it's completely throwing them off. Oh my god! Look, you guys gotta watch this. If you yeah, it's already. it's so good. J- Jameson, if you want to, you can share your screen. But it's really good. Oh, um, oh yeah, no USC though. I just I. I, I'm. I, I feel like this is this is going to be not a good season. They're dealing with a way tougher schedule. If they survive this, they still have to deal with Utah, Oregon. Um, I they don't have Oregon State, but overall, like it's a pretty tough go for them. Uh, so I, I think they fall in South Bend. I think Notre Dame gets a bounce back win, even though their college football playoff hopes are all done and dusted. They're dead. Uh, they still get up for this rivalry game. I I'm going with the Irish here. All right, I'm sharing my screen, Bobby. So can you? Oh, we got Blake on the solo <laughs> cam. Blake. <laughs> so, so please, please, just I know this is a little janky right now, but look at this. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> He's just falling with this tiny little string. <laughs> oh my god, this is ridiculous. He's ten yards away. Like, reach <laughs> <laughs> Who, oh my god who would uh, what are you celebrating for who would win usc or like a tiny stream of water apparently tiny stream of water oh my god that is too funny okay um bobby picks against usc no surprise here i'm gonna pick with usc notre dame didn't show me anything to why i want to pick them yes i understand anti-usc their defense completely get that but also notre dame is very stocked down as well in terms of the locker room these past two weeks you know mayor past three weeks been just a lot for them to go through birds with teeth absolutely handed them you know a f on the report card it was not good it was not good at all i was not ready to see birds with teeth do that give me usc to put up just enough points to win this football game and it's going to be ugly as is with many of alex grinch defensive games but they're going to be able to score enough paint points because Caleb Williams shows up in big time games and he's just that dude. So give me USC. Like oh, it's going to be like, you know, 48 to like, what would I say? 48, 42 USC. Here, here's the thing. This is true. I, this is a true game time decision. I have no idea who I am going to pick. I came into this thinking that I was going to pick Notre Dame. But then Bobby picking them, and then his reasoning uh, makes me think that I'm completely off because that was broadly my reasoning. Um, but then Bobby mentioned something that's really funky that I just have to call out. And it's Bobby said that USC's schedule is built on beating directional schools. First off, USC is, in fact, a directional school. They're just the king of directional schools. Um, and they have not played a single directional school at all. So I'm not really sure. Maybe in the spring game, I guess. But maybe not literally, but like San Jose State, you know, like I'll be that, evaluating schedules tonight. 0 for two. <laughs> anyway, it's just there's no reason to dog on Bobby here though. I 
Yes, sir. This Notre Dame team Dog is it. both the type of team that Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch teams are built to lose to, but then also the type of team that Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley teams are built to beat. I am. I just don't know. I like all the reasoning about how USC is not very legitimate, and I think we might have a completely different idea of this team when it comes to the end of the season after they've run through this schedule and they maybe even have four losses potentially. Notre Dame, again, Louisville makes it hard for me because, again, schedule analysis here. But I thought they looked pretty decent against Ohio State. Ohio State, obviously not as much of a world beater as they've been um, in the past couple of years, but that's still a very, very legitimate game that Notre Dame should have won if they could have just got out of their own way. So I really don't. I, I really, really, really like Notre Dame to win. I also really like USC to be able to put up points. I just feel like Notre Dame has lost to and played a lot of teams that have very legitimate defenses that are skewing our perspective. I hate this. I see USC has been bad against the spread, but that's because they've had some crazy lines and then, and then they disappoint. I, I don't can I pick against the number 10 team as a dog when they're playing a team in the 20s? Mm, all right, literal game time. I have no idea what I'm gonna pick. Give me USC. There it is. I hate, that. I hate that. I hate pick. that so much. Should not have done that one. Picking USC last minute uh clearly happens often. <laughs> but, but I will not be Island. picking LSU here. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me get this straight, Carrie. I, I, I will not be picking the University of Louisiana, Louisiana State. <laughs> Go ahead, Blake. You got it. Put them on an island. Put them on an island. This game is the easiest one to read out now. Oh, no. Bobby, bring it on. The, with the Notre Dame is the, undefeated on islands on the podcast this season. Fruity Pebble, but Fruity Pebble Pickle Karma is going to hit Bobby hard this week. He's taken way too many islands. He should have just weaved in with the pack and just stayed the course. Don't get too weird, but he's decided to put himself definitively. I've only actively picked one island, Blake. Nah, but you're choosing. You're choosing. You're not choosing. Like, I'm already looking at the Kansas first three State, games. Iowa we chose State, different. And like, I have the one, one favorite. I picked I've, one favorite in that. It, but, yeah. So you have three that's, islands. Yeah, that's yeah. my that was my entire. But I started. Thing, I started with Notre Dame, so and I would... started with um, Iowa State. Mm -hmm. So really, the only <laughs> I'm well, saying you're on three islands, boy, because you didn't eat a pickle because you could have easily gotten it right after your beers, and so that that is the crux of it. But like you weren't there at the fair. You weren't there at the fair. I I've been to the fair before. I went the next day. Not that day. It's a different day. stand was very accessible. Uh, it's anyway, day. it's entirely different. Day. Such a completely different atmosphere. <laughs> entirely different atmosphere. But you were willing to wait in line for some beers. You should have been first it's in line for that. It's the beer barn. It's like that. You, you show up. You, been, you give you them four the, coupons, and the pickles you, are pre-made. Probably you, you have to walk through multiple lines when you're beer. in the food court. It's not just the one line. You have to meander through all these people. There's As, probably other food at the fruity pebble, fruity pebble pickle stand. It's this all common, pickles. This comment is very relevant right now. So, <laughs> regardless, whatever, Blake, go for it. All the excuses. Yeah, this one's easy. Notre Dame is is regressing by the week. They don't have a legitimate offensive coordinator. Sam Hartman can't run the system. They don't seem to want to run the ball. Their defense is all right, but 
honestly, like we were talking about last week, I know what Louisville is. I don't think of Louisville any differently after beating Notre Dame. They are just a average team that's coached better. And Notre Dame just can't be everybody's Super Bowl. They cannot they cannot hold that status. They seem to uh, shy away when the lights are brightest. We've seen this time and time again. Usually I feel like Notre Dame kind of goes under the radar, makes it into the playoffs, makes it into a big game because they're always playing teams that are better than them. This year they kind of started at the top. They cannot handle that pressure. Caleb Williams is going to rip this defense apart. Like I thought this defense was pretty good, but they are just slowly regressing every single week when Jake Plummer is just ripping you to shreds last week on national television. Louisville, really, this Louisville team is bad. I know USC, like USC is done bad like bad against some bad teams, but you know what? They have Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams seems to make the difference. He seems to be the one that's able to like will them back to victory. And with three points, you're probably going to win by three or more if you're going to win this. So in my mind, I see it as a pick em. Give me USC. I just, yeah, they haven't, they haven't faced anybody like Caleb Williams. Not even close. When has Caleb Williams won a like pick em type game on the road? Like never. He's never really that great on the road. He has his moments, but they're usually against Kansas or Oregon State or, you know, just lesser teams. But whenever he goes up against legitimate competition on the road, he always seems to like just slump under the pressure. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Caleb Williams is good take instead of Bobby. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying like this USC team isn't good enough for him to save at all times. And this is one of those times. I don't think Caleb Williams is ever bad in those situations, so I think it's just the defense can't stop anybody. It's just not enough in those situations. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it. They can't throw um, outside the numbers. Notre Dame can't throw outside the numbers, which is concerning. So they cannot. If it if this gets into a boat race, their boat cannot start. So it's it's yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Let's move on to our next I game. I can't wait for this week. I want Bobby in tears by the end of Saturday with this dumb Look, little takes If I go 3 and 0, if I go 3, it won't happen. It, more, more than likely I'll either go 2 and 1 or 1 and 2. If I go 3 and 0 on Islands, man, I will be insufferable and I won't eat the pickle. I'm just blown up the pickle. <laughs> no, you've already made it. Means my defiance of the pickle has just led me to more strength. Look, if you want to if you want to if you want to all or nothing double down on the pickle, right? You're not setting the terms here. <laughs> no, but you can't. You can't just unilaterally erase your own debt with yeah. some made up thing. Yeah, that's okay. a weird. That's a weird. And if you don't eat the pickle, OU's like destined to lose to Texas in the Big Twelve Championship. Like it is a for sure thing. Like I will mortgage the house type of it. If like if the pickle is not eaten by that Big Twelve Championship game, I know exactly what the result is going to be, and it's going to be very devastating, Bobby. So I will just I'll tell you that now. That's actually a very fair point. And now I think that that has scared me back into eating the pickle. (laughs) You you might have one upped us in the short term, but I'll play the long term game on that one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's. Move into our next game. It's the game of the week by far. Uh, the eighth-ranked Oregon Ducks, five and zero overall and against the spread. They take a trip down. Yeah, wait. No, what? No geography. No, no Ch- take a trip there you go. to Seattle. Woo! I said there you go like twenty times. Podcast. Man, sorry. Yeah, the, it's the Pacific Northwest, man. It's it's all just a glob of pine trees and flannel. Uh, they head to Washington to take on the Huskies, ranked seventh. Um, five and zero. Oh, 
three, one and one against the spread. Washington favored by three. You can find this one, 2.30 p.m. Central on ABC. Blake, kick us off here. Who do you like in the game? Washington, Washington, Washington. They've been so disrespected this entire year. Nobody seems to think this team is much of anything, but they just absolutely dominated every single opponent they played. I understand Oregon is done for the most part, but struggling at Texas Tech, that's a little dicey. You kind of go up against a team that has a pulse and... I Michael Penix, I, I need him to win the Heisman. I love him so much. That man, that man finally should get his flowers. He is slinging the ball everywhere. This is just a personal one. This just like feels, I, I just need Washington to win this, just to validate everything I've been saying all year long. This is one of the most impressive teams in the country. They've, although like they're scheduled not as good, and I understand that's why probably some teams are ranked above them. They're just killing their competition. They're killing their competition. The only team that they seem to struggle with was Arizona, but Arizona's kind of been like tripping everybody's ankles like the last few weeks. I think they're pretty well coached and have some players on that roster. It's... It's it's definitely it's Washington. It's it's Washington all the way. I think they've been preparing for this game for so long. Give me Washington. Look, here, I'm going to draw a really weird. I mean, this is a reach of a parallel, but I, I'm seeing this a lot. Like, I, I think you could make an OU Texas comparison here. Washington is not necessarily they are you know ranked above Oregon right now, but. I think Washington could be ranked a lot higher. I think there's some teams that are ranked much higher than Washington uh, that shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, Oregon is, is hanging their hat on a win that is maybe impressive, maybe not. So I, I feel like there's a, you know, we don't necessarily know with Washington because they definitely haven't played anyone the caliber of Oregon, but it could mean that they're well-rested and it could mean that we just haven't seen what they can do against those opponents. I really, really, really like, you know, Washington's quarterback. Um, I think Phoenix is is probably the best quarterback in in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, better than Caleb. I think year to date or season to date, he, he has performed better than Caleb Williams. Um, I think Bo Nix is a bit of a, a marketing. I, I think there's a lot of well, there is a lot of marketing there. I think he's a I think he's a system guy. He's like a you know a Mac Jones, but at Oregon. I just, I hate this one, but I have to go with the Ducks. I think the Ducks have the potential to build something real here. I really like Washington. I like both these teams. I got to ride with the Duckies, though. I feel like they have the hot hand. We see them get up for big games. I feel like I get a more consistent product, and I very rare, I rarely pick the dogs. If you guys ever watch the pod, you know um, I'm probably 75% on, on favorites. I like the dog in this one. It seems like I'm picking a lot of dogs this week. Give me the duckies. I'm kind of, I, I've been a big fan of Washington and early. I was, I've been a believer, but this whole Jalen McMillan injury, he's been out recently. I, I see he's been slated to play, but I feel like their passing attack with Jalen McMillan, Roma Dunze and Polk. It's just a really, really solid three headed monster. We'll see how close to 100% McMillan is, but him just not being 100%, I feel like it's that tiny little push I needed to move on to Oregon's side. Oregon's still got really good players too. You know, like Troy Franklin's really good for them. Um, for um, Ferguson, the, the tight end. 
I, uh, T Ferg, Terrence Ferguson, I'm pretty sure his name is. Shout out Thunder player Terrence Ferguson. Um, they still got some good players there too for Oregon. Um, and also Gary Bryant, another guy from USC that I think is really, really talented. I, I think that this will be a really, really good game, be really entertaining, really hard one to pick. Um, but I'm going to just take plus three, take the points here and go Oregon. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And I fully agree that this is the toughest game to pick. Um, both of these teams, I feel like are very evenly matched. And I think there's, it's tricky because both of these team schedules are brutal. And I, I don't want to say that we're going to get this. We, I wish we get this rematch in Vegas. I, I hope we do, but you know, a lot of, a lot of spooky beavers and USC Trojans and a bunch of weirdness lies in the way of this rematch happening. Uh, I think these are the two best teams in the pac 12. I think it's an incredible game. And if this game were at Autzen, I'd be, I think I'd be picking Oregon, but overall Michael Penix and that Washington offense is just has been just purely electric. Uh, Husky stadium does not get enough um, credit for how good of a home environment that is. It can be very loud, very intimidating would have helped a little bit more if it was a night game. But to me, I feel like Oregon's defense, while it is good, I think it would have been, I, I don't think it's, it holds up as strong on the road. Uh, I think it'll be solid, but I think it'll just be too much. I think I think Washington's offense is just going to be ultimately too much. I, I think Bo Nix on the road kind of scares me a little bit here. I think he's going to make mistakes. So I, I mistakes that Michael Penix won't make. Uh, so yeah, give me the Washington Huskies minus three here. But um, I could totally see a world where Oregon shocks what doesn't shock the world. It's eight versus seven, but gets a really big decisive win on the road. Um, all I know, this is going to be a really, really, really fun game to say the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so good. So good. I kind of wish that it was, you know, not two thirty, and it was a night game. Oh, absolutely. This, what's, what's going to be so sad about the pac 12 is I think there's so many quality teams, but they're all going to beat up on each other. And like, they're not guaranteed a playoff spot just yet. Like, I think, I think sec, Big 10 and probably even Big 12 right now is guaranteed one because I think it's going to be OU Texas in the end and the winner of that one's going to get to go. If OU and Texas went out there, you know, winners going. They um, won't make it over an undefeated Oregon slash Washington. Though. Yeah, but I don't think any of those teams are going to be undefeated. Mm -hmm. The back is too quality. They're just backloaded. They're backloaded well, to trick you. It, But here's the thing is if Texas... We, I don't want to get it. We, like we're falling into the mouse's trap here, quite literally, of talking about the playoff halfway through the season, thinking about hypotheticals. But you know, I I don't see how you leave out a one-loss Texas that avenged its loss and then also has a win on the road to Alabama. I I don't know. I think that team mm -hmm. gets in, um, but surely not. Like some other team would get bounced. Some other team would get bounced. I, I think you would put in an undefeated Oregon or Washington. Um, but anyways, this all is going to get solved with the 12 team anyways. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a great, great, great game. Uh, let's move on to our favorite pick of the week, though. Why are the brakes working? Because I cut the brakes! Wild card, bitches! Yeah! What? Oh, 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 okay, so... 
look, I've not been great on wild cards this year. And there are, but there have only been a couple things. There have been a couple things to hold on to that have given me joy, have given me success. One of those was Boker the Bobcat. And as you know, mm. can't pick them. You pick them once, you use that, you move on. And I have indeed moved on. I also think they're on by. <laughs> um, second playing, thing, uh, no, Boko's playing. Okay, well, no, I'm not. I'm not touching him. Still, I'm not. I'm. I, I can't be minus on that sixteen one. is the spread yeah. for them. No, minus sixteen. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, other than Boko, what I have also found success with is fading the hell out of Purdue. Uh, first time out, it was with Wisconsin. Smooth sailing, great stuff. Second time, got a little bit nervous there with Iowa. You know, no Cade McNamara. I found out after after the pick. Ended up being fine, even you know without McNamara, Iowa still enough to beat Purdue. Purdue has not been very good, and mm. this week they're hosting the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes at Ross Aid Stadium. And in previous years, I'd be all in on Purdue Pete at home. You know, gross, gross line, gross game. You know, I, Ohio State looked a little shaky last week, but Ohio State does what they always do in these gross games. And even if there is a situation where Purdue kind of cle- keeps this close in the first half, the Buckeyes are going to find a way to turn it on, score a bunch of points in a flurry, and get the cover. Just like they did against Maryland last week, just like they have done countless times, they are a very, very hard team to fade with big lines. And look, third, like it, it's been successful. I'm going to stay on that train, stay on that wagon, and go with the Ohio State Buckeyes minus 19 and a half at Purdue as my uh, wild card pick of the week. Yep, I was going to pick that one straight up. Uh-huh. Straight up. And my reasoning was, how the do you make sense? How, how do you let Iowa score 21 points on you? That, that's what it is. Exactly. What, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Ohio I'm State's going to put up less Iowa team. What are we Ohio, doing? Ohio State's going to put up well over double that. And so that would cover the 19 and a half quite easily, in my opinion, with Ohio State's defense. So doesn't make any sense. I feel like that's a good pick. So I have to shift. Thank you. God don't, I had you don't. You don't have to. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You know. You know. Whenever you go to restaurants and you're with other people, we could all go chalk on the wild actually, card. It's more so not in big groups, but say like small groups or like you know whenever you go with your significant other. You know, if they're going to order something, and it's the same thing you want. I am of the person that I do not want to get the same thing with something in my group. I that would rather get something weird. different. No. Just yeah. No, 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 uh, 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 no, no, you can find something else that you'll enjoy. And it'll I be actually good. see what he's That means you have no and taste. If you, and if you, and if you want a little taste of, of what they are, I'm sure they will be close enough to you where you can have a taste and actually get to experience mm. that as well. I'm not going to lie, Jameson. I'm not going to reach over the table to take a bite of the homie's food. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Like... Give me some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to house Dylan's burger. <laughs> I, I now know, like, whenever I'm at dinner with Jameson now, to purposely ask him what he's going to order <laughs> and ensure the waitress comes to me first and order exactly what he's going to order. And yeah. Then, then stare into his eyes. That's how I you think, neutralize the I, alpha, mate. Like. I think that uh, I think that it's only like in a like a two person dinner kind of thing. Because if I was in a group of like four people, I wouldn't care. Well, okay, yeah, I, I get understand that. A I get that. Then when you like, if it's like your significant other and you want to share, then yes. But I'm like, if it's just like two dudes, like two bros <laughs> going out to eat, like why does it matter? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I'm of the thought where um, I don't know. I I just don't want to. 
I, I like having some variety. So I luckily I had a backup. You and... are trying the food. Okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways. If I go to dinner with you, you are not you are not you are not <laughs> taking a bite off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um well so I have to move to my backup. Really like that pick, Bobby. Uh thank you, thank you. And think talking about Ohio State, last week there was some time where I was watching that game versus Maryland, I was like, uh, what's Ohio State doing here? I, this isn't really making sense. What's up, Ty? James, I don't want to offend you, right? But we're about to order the same dish of food here, I think. So, <laughs> well, well, let, me, let, me, Ooh, let, let me get my order in, see if you're going to swap. No, 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 no. It is my, it's my turn. My turn. <laughs> okay. All right. My, my, my turn. Okay. Um, Maryland. At home, minus 14 versus absolute dog doo-doo, Illinois. Illinois <laughs> looked like absolute poo-poo this year. Like, Nebraska, 20-7, to 7, and that's not even saying much. Nebraska handled that from the beginning. Talk about Purdue, Pete, Bobby. Do you can just take a guess of what Purdue, Illinois, that score was. Just take a they, guess for me. It was like a, it was a blowout. Purdue, like, this, like, beat them, what? It was like, what's that, like? 38 set like 13 something like that yes you're very close it's, it's a very weird score maybe possible score got me 44 19 like 44 19 jeez <laughs> yes what i'm trying to get at is this illinois team is horrible and maryland has continued to show things for me like their offense this year and the, their team overall has really impressed me at home two touchdowns i think they covered that very easily versus illinois hmm. you know what winner i'll have what he's had no, I, come on, come on, make I it fun. So I am also, it's my backup game, right? Uh, Bobby picked mine. We oh. made all of us pick. My Wait, I did? No. no way. No, this is a whole bit about Miami oh. UNC being my wild okay. card. I, I no, I'm, I'm not going to change. I, I'm not, I am not obligated to change. I'm not going to change just oh, because on. Jameson wanted to fall back into my idea. He saw what I was ordering and decided, you know, it. We discussed the menus beforehand. I, speaking of food, I love Old Bay seasoning. And that was, I had a whole bit on that. So it is kind of funny that this went food wise. Jameson's going to get annoyed. I have no shame. He's annoyed because he knows that I'm abysmal at wild cards. And now this know, is almost exactly guaranteed right. to be a loss. <laughs> I have on, to get off. Please, I have please to get off this. of my normal Pac 12 teams. We picked them too much. <laughs> Give me the Maryland Terrapins no! minus Come 14 on, against please. Illinois. I picked this on my own. I will not change. Give me the Terps. Uh, they have the better Togavailoa on their team. I almost said the better Tua, but then I remember that that's his first name. Tua's oh my gosh. Here, dude. Uh, you, you still could have done the old Bay bit. But it's, well, it's I fun. mentioned it. You did mention it. You did mention it. It's fine. Shout out to Old Bay Seasoning. Great stuff. No free ads for Old Bay Seasoning. There's um, a lot of Old Bay Blake, stuff pick out the same here. one as Bob. I, I can <laughs> imagine. Yeah. And I had some Old Bay wings last week. Very, very tasty. I'm only like 40 minutes away from University Park. I could drive up and go watch this game this weekend. Actually, no, I work on Saturday. Never mind. But carry on. All right. Oh, there? I guess me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this yeah. one was an easy one. It is it designated rivalry week. You already know what it is. It's for the Fremont Cannon. Give me the UNLV Rebs. Yeah. We're building something in the desert. Nine and a half versus Nevada. This is one of the easiest ones on the board. It's like 
y'all y'all should start looking at the board a little bit more before you could probably take some of my picks some of my locks UNLV is going to smoke them. Doug Brumfeld hasn't been playing much this season. Went out against that Vander, uh, in the Vanderbilt game. But Jaden Malavia, oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> he is he is just, he's pumping teams. Brought them back against uh, Vanderbilt. UTEP, easy win. Hawaii, which I think is a better team than this Nevada team, a way easy win. I think, actually, Hawaii has a system of offense that can actually run against teams. Nevada stinks. They are like they have the longest losing streak in the country right now. They cannot win games. They cannot keep games close. This team sucks. I'm going to take the UNLV Rebs, minus nine. Reno is not a home field advantage right now. This is just a steal. This is a steal. The Rebs run Nevada. Give me UNLV. Are are either state are either stadiums home field advantage? Do, do people actually yeah. go to college football out there? The Roomba. The Roomba is definitely is definitely a uh, home field advantage. I don't know if it's because of the crowd, the bright lights, but there is some advantage there compared to Reno, Nevada. That has to be like just a cavern in there. Honestly, honestly, the best, the most home field advantage about playing UNLV is you're staying a night in Vegas where people can sneak out and do other things instead of not preparing for the game tomorrow. So I say that is the biggest home field advantage of them all. You see, that's why the Golden Knights have a stranglehold, it seems like, on the NHL. That's why you see the Raiders, although really bad, can have decent performances like last night against the Packers. Give them that day in Vegas. They will go out. They will be tired. They will not be prepared for the next day. Fair enough. Fair enough. The bright lights of uh, Sin City call to us all. But all right, guys, that is our slate. Uh, great week of picks as always. Uh, delightful banter. Uh, what? Once again, go go. We, we're we're not even surprised at this point that we go to at an hour forty, but um, I guess that's this is the way. So this is the way. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you all so much to, for listening to uh, the weekend spread. Once again, um, we would appreciate it if look if this is your first time listening. Make sure to give us a like on uh youtube uh rate us five stars on uh your favorite uh podcasting platform and you know give us a you know keep keep following keep following with the schooner pod we're gonna keep pumping out good content uh we're only like halfway through the football season which makes me a little bit sad but we're gonna keep the good times rolling so um yeah uh good stuff all right, for me, Jameson Ty and Boaten Blake, this has been the weekend spread. We'll see you next time. Have a good one and good luck out there, everyone.